Welcome to another episode of Compelled. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. Uh, this week, uh, who are we going to be uh, delving into? We're going to talk about Joss Whedon, Dan Harmon, and Timothy Nolan, who is an ex-Kentucky judge. Is he an ex-Kentucky judge for a good reason? Yes. Okay, good. All right. So all that and more. All right. So uh, Joss Whedon, who you're a huge fan of his work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love his uh, his TV shows and his films. Um, he's got a... <laughs> I mean, each thing he does is just completely different than the other. And, uh, yeah. He, I mean, he did an awesome job with uh, Justice League. And, and yeah, we should go from there. So there's rumors going around that that Joss Whedon is going to be the next, not the next, that he's one of these guys that secretly sexually harasses people. Okay. Apparently, his. I'm just going to read what his wife wrote, Okay. We'll try to get through this as fast as we can because we've got three more or two more. I've been asked some questions by the press recently about my divorce from Joss Whedon, to whom I was married for 16 years. There is misinformation out there, and I feel the best way to clear up the situation is to tell my truth. Let me begin by saying I am a very private person. (laughs) The act of writing this is antithetical um, to who I am and everything I stand for, yet at the same time I feel compelled (laughs) to go on the record and clear up some misperceptions. (laughs) She said it. I met Joss in 1991, driving across the country from Massachusetts, and met him when I was passing through Los Angeles. That's amazing. Um, I mean, really, she's that's truly amazing that he just she just met him while tra- passing through Los Angeles. Maybe he was at a gas station. I was with and him. He looked like Denzel Washington. I was with him when his Buffy the Vampire Slayer script was adapted and the resulting movie released. It was painful to see how his vision was interpreted by the production team, and on our honeymoon in, uh, to England, I urged him to figure out how to turn it into a TV show. He didn't want to work in television anymore, following in his father's and grandfather's footsteps, but I convinced him it was the fastest way to get the experience he needed so he could direct his own film someday. I had no idea in that lovely garden and bath that it would change everything. So she's saying that she was his muse. There were times in our relationship that I was uncomfortable with the attention Joss paid other women. He always had a lot of female friends, but he told me it was because his mother raised him as a feminist. So he just liked women better. He said he admired and respected females. He didn't lust after them. I believed him and trusted him. Um, On the set of Buffy, Joss decided to have his first secret affair. And then 15 years later, when he was done with our marriage and finally ready to tell the truth... He wrote me, I, when I was running Buffy, I was surrounded by beautiful, needy, aggressive young women. It felt like I had a disease, like something from a Greek myth. Suddenly, I am a powerful producer, and the world is laid out at my feet, and I can't touch it. Uh, but he did touch it. He said he understood uh, I would have to lie or conceal some part of the truth for the rest of my life. But he did it anyway, hoping that um, first affair would be enough. Joss admitted that the next... Decade and a half, he had multiple affairs and a number of inappropriate emotional ones that he had with his actresses, co-workers, fans, and friends. Uh, He wrote me a letter when our marriage was falling apart, but I still didn't know the whole truth, and said, I've never loved anyone or wanted to be with anyone in any real or long-term way except for you. Um, Ever. Yeah. And I love our life. I love blah, 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 blah. Um, Then later, after he confessed everything... He said, I let myself love you. I stopped worrying about the contradiction as a guilty man. I knew the only way to hide was to act as though I were righteous. And as a husband, I wanted to be with you like we had been. I lived two lives. When he walked out of our marriage and was trying to make things seem less bewildering to help me understand, 
how he could have lied to me for so long. He said, in many ways, I was the height of normal in this culture. We were taught to be providers and companions and at the same time to conquer and acquire specifically sexually. And I was pulling off both. <laughs> Giggity. <coughs> um, I thought we were a couple, a team. I was powerful influence on the career choices Joss made during the 20 years we worked together. I kept him grounded and helped him find the quickest way to success he so deeply craved. I loved him, and in return, he lied to me a lot. He said after he felt, or after he left, he understood. Um, it's not just like I killed you, but that I'd done it subtly over years that I'd been poisoning you, chipping away at you. Um, he made me doubt my own instincts and watched me move further away from my personal values and social mores. Uh, trying to connect with him, never telling me it was impossible. By the time he finally confessed the truth, I was broken. My brain could not fit my experience of our life together through the new lens of deceit. Yeah, that's Hollywood for you. Um, this I find com to be complete bullshit. Uh, my entire reality changed overnight, and I went from being a strong, confident woman to a confused, frightened mess. I was eventually diagnosed with complex PTSD. No. No, you weren't. You went to a doctor, you went to a fucking quack who is going to prescribe you pills and tell you that you have complex PTSD based off of a relationship that you had for 15 years where you knew he was cheating on you and you live in Hollywood where it's nothing, well, no, I'm going to say nothing, where pr the pretend becomes reality. Yeah, fantasy world. And there's a, there's, there's a lot of fucking pieces of shit in Hollywood that will say anything to get anywhere. You can't be naive in Hollywood. There's no excuse for being naive in Hollywood. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but she's an architect. Yeah, did she just come off the bus from uh, Mississippi? Yeah. With pigtails? And for the last five years, I have worked hard to make sense of everything that happened and find my balance again. Now, I'm not saying that something is messed up. What I'm saying is she was eventually diagnosed with complex PTSD, which I call bullshit Which she can use as a scapegoat right. for, for you know the suffering that she's uh, accrued over the years. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's bullshit. Complete fucking jargon bullshit. Look, I was traumatized by my marriage, but uh, I don't need anyone to go and diagnose, diagnose my ass. Yeah, you don't have complex PTSD. You just have complete hatred for that bitch. <laughs> uh, until recently, Joss was still letting the illusion of our marriage stay intact. Now that it is finally public, I want to let women know that he is not who he pretends to be. I want the people who worship him to know he is human and blah, blah, blah. Look, there is no excuse for what for what he did. You know, if you're going to cheat, get the fuck out of the relationship. Yeah. If you're going to do this, if you're going to do that, get the fuck out of the relationship. You can't you can't continue to carry on. It becomes a burden. Yeah. And and that burden um is uh too much. But that doesn't mean, look, I um I'm not a fan of Joss Whedon. I don't know the man personally. Everybody is he's human. Everybody's fallible. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, um, the man versus the director, like, I look. I don't think he's a shitty director, but I think he's definitely a shitty husband. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is he a shitty person? I fuck. I, I, from a judgmental standpoint, like a holier than thou standpoint, he's not a good person. I can say that. <coughs> but in a real world situation, he's human. Um, does that make it okay what he did? No, not in any way whatsoever. Like you said. If he's not, if he can't commit, he should get the fuck out of the relationship. But it seemed like he wanted his cake, you know, the, the cake and eat it too thing, um, where 
you know, he's got this secure woman right here that takes care of everything. She's his emotional support system, right? And then he can go and fucking gallivant all he wants with all these starlets and everything. Well, who knows? I mean, is he really gallivanting, quote unquote? <laughs> is she with him? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, it's like uh, mafia wives, right? They know what their fucking husbands are doing, you know? It's the culture. So, I mean, look at the Hollywood culture. That's not, that's not what I asked him. I asked if if he was actually gallivanting or if uh, if his wife was with him. Was he gallivanting? Okay, well, if uh, I'm basing this off of her saying that he just he cheated multiple times over the years. So, and either having emotional affairs or full-on physical affairs with people. So, based off of her information that she gave, then I consider that gallivanting because she makes it sound like he had a shitload of affairs. So. Okay. So I mean I don't <laughs> I mean the full full uh you know definition of gallivanting could be oh yeah you fuck three different women every night I don't know but it's a fun word to use in a situation like this. Joss is gallivanting again. So are you looking at that ad? No, that weird looking ad. So um look it's not a, it's not illegal to cheat on your spouse. Um emotional trauma is very real. I I, I look I I was emotionally traumatized but I got through it. Um, uh, it, it. It's not illegal. You could have left anytime you wanted to. Okay. You chose to stick in this situation um, with a man that apparently had a shitload of time on his hands to make movies, write movies, write TV shows, direct TV shows, produce, and all this other shit. And he still had time also to fuck around. So um, that wasn't sign enough that, uh, you know, something was wrong for those 15 years or so that, you know, because I'm, tr- I'm pretty sure that if he's that fucking busy, he's not spending a lot of time with his wife. So um, she didn't seem but, to have... But t- you don't know that. You can't assume that. He's writing... If he's writing, you know, he could be writing at home or, or whatever. If he's working a standard 40 or 50 hour a week and he comes home and weekends off and stuff like that. So we can't we can't assume that he wasn't with her all, you know... Yeah. You worked at SAG, right? I mean, you saw some of these guys' like schedules and things like that. Yeah, their like schedules that. are Monday through Friday with weekends off. Okay, fine. I'll take your word for it. So, but I mean, he's still a busy fucking guy. He was. Look, if he's directing um, a, I'm not, a popular I'm not, TV show, I'm not saying that he wasn't busy. And you know, it's so. Like I said, I'm basing this off of just of what she said here. You know, make it sound like he's cheating all the time. But I mean, you know, if he's got time to fucking do all that work. And he's got time to also have affairs. I would assume, whatever kind of assumption that that means, I would assume that he wasn't around her a whole as much as he should have been. And I, well, what's but like, define as much as he should have been? Okay. Well, besides you know hanging out with the boys and stuff like that, um, when you you know if you're in a marriage, usually you work your eight, nine, ten hours a day or whatever. You have your commute time, blah blah blah, and then you come home to your spouse. That's usually how it works. So. Um, if he still had time to do all that work on a daily basis and have multiple affairs over the years, then that means there's a lot less time he's spending at home probably. Because look, when you're directing something, you're not sitting at home. Okay. Maybe when you're writing, sure. But when you're producing and you're also directing, um, I'm pretty sure he has to be on site a lot. So he's not at home. Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that him being in a position that he was in, He's not, um, that's not the only thing that he's doing. I'm pretty sure he has to have meetings with executives all the time and shit like that. So, um, yeah, anyway, it, it, I, I don't think he was at home as much as he should have been. But yet she has a problem with it now because he finally confessed it. 
but she didn't have a problem when she was quote unquote home alone with all of these luxuries in her life. Now she seems to want to come out about it. Why does she want to come out? Because the gravy train is not going to come in anymore or, or because, you know, the alimony is not as good as it, you know, she hoped it would be. I don't know. This is all speculation, but I can't, I just can't believe the naivety of someone in Hollywood not, th- you know, surprised that their husband cheated on them after 15, you know, finding all this out. It's not shocking at all. So uh, what do you think about Joss Whedon about this? What, I, I, it's the same old shit. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I, he's not being, ab- I don't hear anything about sexual abuse. Shitty husband? Definitely. If it's true. But otherwise, it's not illegal to cheat on your wife, your spouse. It's not. It's wrong, but it's not, it's not illegal. So he's not technically abusing anyone. Technically. Okay. So. In August 2016, Timothy Nolan filed to run for a seat on the Campbell County School Board. He ran on a platform of eliminating property tax revenue for schools gradually and finding other ways to fund education, such as selling naming rights to schools and advocated state-supported school vouchers and raising teacher salaries. Nolan won the election to the school board in November 2016, defeating incumbent Richard Mason. Nolan was noted as continuing to serve on the school board when being charged with human trafficking on May 2, 2017. He resigned from the position on May 4th after being indicted on nine felony and two misdemeanor counts. In 2017, he was charged with 28 felonies, including charges of rape, human trafficking, witness tampering, prostitution, unlawful transaction with a minor, and sodomy. The unlawful transaction with a minor also includes alcohol. There are 22 victims, including eight juveniles. And Nolan initially pled not guilty to the charges. Then on February 9th of this year, at 71 years old, he pled guilty to 21 counts going back to 2004 and included 19 victims uh, that were in some, some of which were juvenile. The agreement called for 20 years in prison and to pay a $100,000 fine, which is dick, he entered an Alford plea for some charges, which meant... Like the staircase. <laughs> he doesn't admit to committing the act, but believes the evidence is too strong for him to prevail. The counts indicted, indicated sorry, he engaged in human trafficking, providing drugs and alcohol to minors in exchange for sex, as well as threatening arrest and eviction unless sex acts were performed. That's an ex-judge. Oh, by the way, a little bit more about um, Timothy Nolan. He's a former state district court judge, a former leader in the Republican Party, and a former chairman of Donald Trump's presidential campaign in Kentucky. Not that one has anything to do with the other. He's a Republican. He, he would have been in charge of the presidential campaign in Kentucky, regardless of whether it was Trump or somebody else. But they wanted to mention Trump anyway, didn't they? Well, because that was presidential Trump's... Because it was Donald Trump's presidential campaign in Kentucky in 2018. They would have mentioned another president, you know, another person, if Donald Trump wasn't running. Like, you know, whoever the Republican chairman or Republican incumbent would have been. Mm. <coughs> as a member of the Republican Party identified with a Tea Party movement and later as a supporter of Donald Trump, Nolan has often criticized the Republican leadership in Kentucky. Um, he's been described as outspoken and controversial. Well, no shit. Surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise, not really surprised. People in a position of power. How the fuck does a person like this get away with doing something like that 
for many people that were under 16 years old. Power and influence. And many, many willing participants. And I don't mean the 16-year-olds. I mean all the people willing to help out to facilitate all those things he was running, that he was involved with. Because plenty of people can convince themselves to look the other way and justify their own means to do what they do so they can keep making money and get their get their 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 jollies off. That is I I don't understand I do understand this is this is rhetorical, but someone like this that gets only 20 years for a plea deal because whatever He's 71, he'll be 91 if he gets out. You know what? I I still think it's a better statement to slam him with fucking 200 years of of a, you know sentence. There's no point. There's no point in sentencing someone to 200 years when they're 70 years old and they're not going to see the next decade. I just it just seems like a bigger nail. I understand that you know yes he's probably not going to make it to ninety one okay in a prison. I, I I get it. So it is a death sentence, but it just sounds a little bit nicer. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It's nicer if the person's twenty years old. That's fine. Then you get two hundred years. Fuck you. You you're in jail for the rest of your life. He's seventy one years old. Who big fucking whoop? Okay, I don't give a fuck if someone's one hundred and one or fucking eleven. If they've committed the acts that he's committed. 20 years should not be on the on the fucking table. Um, it doesn't matter if he's only if he's got cancer and he's only got a year to live. Giving him 200 years is dumb. It's just a dumb sentence. If that's just made to make you feel better, well, oh well. The, to, to placate people just to give somebody 200 years, it, it, it it's here's the fucking rub. He only has to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. Here's the other rub. He gets to stay alive for 20 years in prison. What happened to the 22 people that he affected yeah. with the human trafficking and the rape? And That's what I mean. I, I, I look, <coughs> I understand he's, you know. <coughs> there is no consequence. 200 years in jail doesn't mean anything. There's no consequences to his action other than 20 years or 200 years in jail so then, and $100,000. Okay, they should give him life in prison. They should just say life in prison. But that's that's still not a consequence. With no, con- you know, no chance of parole. He, he gets to go to fucking, you know, club fed. Mm-hmm. Whoopie shit. Yeah, he he fucking worked in the system and he fucked everybody over and got what he wanted. And now he, you know, he's enjoyed all these years of his life doing what he wanted to do. And now, oh, the end of it, whenever, how long it's going to be, is whatever. There is no consequences to these to these actions. Yeah, I'm just, I look, I I, I just don't like the fact that they just gave him a twenty year sentence. But I, you can't put look if you've hurt that many people, you can't put a number. On what someone has done. It's retarded to put a fucking multi-life sentence on somebody anyways. Oh, you got three life sentences for murdering 50 people. Whoopee. That's not a consequence. Woo, I get to live out the rest of my life in jail. Three square meals a day. Internet, TV. I can sleep. I get up. I get exercise. And butt sex. And fucking medical. It costs you a hundred grand a year for me to be in jail? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like paying someone $100,000 to be in jail. Mm-hmm. Now, jail sucks, but so what? Three lifetimes? These rulings make no sense. They're, they're dumb. G- giving somebody 200 years based off of whatever, it's dumb. Okay, well then... Make him work in a fucking prison yard. Well, and I, well, regardless, I mean, just life. You give them life. They're, they're, they're not going to see freedom at all in any way whatsoever for the rest of their existence. But again, it doesn't... The cons- the consequences don't equate to the actions. Okay, so you want eye for an eye. 
You think that eye for an eye is? Uh, yeah, better? maybe they should. May, maybe they should rape him, and fucking and and let him go through the human trafficking system. My only see problem, how he does it. My only my only problem is, and look, I believe in poetic justice. I I really do. Um, my only problem is that there's so many people in this world that are wrongfully convicted, and I'm not saying he was wrongfully convicted. I'm saying that there are so many people that are wrongfully convicted that I fear for the people that have been um, wrongfully convicted, and then they have to would go through that eye for an eye shit if it was actually you know part of the process. That's fucking terrifying. You know, because there's a lot of innocent people in prison, dude. So that's what that's what worries me is is things like that. But Convicting somebody of these heinous crimes and giving him 20 years in jail. It doesn't matter. One year, 5,000 years mm. doesn't mean shit. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. No, I, yeah, I look. He's not going to look. Uh, I mean, and he has to pay $100,000. If you believe in an afterlife, you know, purgatory, whatever, hell, something, it, it, I mean, you can look, some people can look forward to that for him. But otherwise, I mean, the guy's almost getting off scot free in a way because he, you know, he's 71. So, and $100,000 is nothing. That's nothing. So it sounds like. The district attorney or whatever didn't want to, you know, stretch out a long trial or some shit, and they just do did a plea deal, and then they just boom, yeah, we'll just give you twenty years because you know you're gonna spend the whole time in prison anyway. You're you're gonna die in prison. Hundred thousand dollar fine. Let's just end this, right? So they don't have to deal with paperwork as much paperwork and court time. Well, I don't think that's how it was, but I don't think it's that easy. But uh, essentially, yeah, uh, this fucking piece of garbage still. <coughs> And here's the thing as well, is that no matter what you try to do to someone that has done this to people, you're never going to make them experience the same exact thing that he made all those other people experience. You can't. Because for one thing, he's a different kind of person, different mindset. Um, So he doesn't feel that mental anguish and torture that those people were feeling. He's a monster. So you're never going to get a perfect tit for tat with that shit. Even if you had him drawn and quartered or set on fire and, you know, doused in acid, it's still never going to be the same as what he's done to people. So what do you do with people like that instead of wasting our money and having them rotten? Kill them. Fucking jettison them into a volcano? Yes. You know. Launch them into outer space and get rid of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's. That's definitely a piece of shit right there, right? Okay, so last one we got? Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. So we already know in January of this year, Harmon alluded to misconduct from himself towards other people, um, especially a writer who worked with Harmon on Community. And then he apologized. It's not that big of a deal. But Harmon's always been controversial, to say the least. If you've ever read Scud the Disposable Assassin, you would know what his writing style is like. In fact, um, Rob Schraub had written extensively in the pages of um, Scud the Disposable Assassin how Dan is a a prolific writer but um, has some issues that he needs to get over in terms of being able to put a script in on time. And Dan was able to do that. what it comes down to now is with the James Gunn thing, with the Rain Wilson thing, everybody that's quote unquote Hollywood leftists, and hey, 
they deserve it because um, the right's been they've been doing this. The left has been doing this to the right for the longest time, and now the right is going after the left and doing the same exact shit. And fine, you know, look, that's it, that's that's the game. Quid pro fucking, quo. Yeah, fucking deal with it. Um, are, am I happy with it? No. I mean, James Gunn got fucked over. Dan Harmon didn't get fucked over, but they're trying to. And basically, Dan Harmon deleted his Twitter account after a 2009 comedy skit surfaced in which he acted out a rape using a baby doll as a prop. The adult titled Daryl was intended to be a parody of the Dexter TV series. Harmon later apologized for the video, and nearly after a day after the video was surfaced, Adult Swim released a statement criticizing the video while noting Harmon's apology. I don't even care anymore. I mean, look, you can't... You, convicting someone of something that they did 10 years ago or five years ago, they're not the same fucking type of person mm-hmm. that they were uh, at that time when they wrote whatever they wrote. But if you're going to take exception to all of this shit and then start calling people libel or slander, whatever it is, pedophiles or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick, disgusting, vile shit. Yeah, like nobody's ever fucking... T- nobody on this planet that's that's talking about or, or commenting on any of these threads has ever said or <laughs> done anything, you know, despicable or vile. I've made racist jokes. We all make I've made jokes. pedophile jokes. You know, I've made rape jokes. That doesn't make me a pedophile. It doesn't make me a racist, and it does not make me a rapist. Yeah, what about the dead baby jokes? Yeah. You know? What's grosser than gross? You know, a truck full of dead babies. What's grosser than that? One's trying to eat its way out. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That fucking joke is older than I am. Uh-huh. You know? Or or the, the, the Schindler joke that I keep throwing around. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, there's I have a joke book that's full of sexist and racist jokes. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, and I mean, like, uh, why, do the, why do the Polish people bury their people with their asses in the air? I don't know. Bike racks. <laughs> Bike racks. You fucking laughed. Bike racks. Bike racks. Which almost sounds like butt cracks. So when when it comes right down to it, I mean, we can we we sit here and and we laugh at the dumb jokes, we laugh at the politically incorrect jokes or whatever else. But if somebody else does it because and here's here's Have the you thing. ever heard Sam Kennison? Yeah, here's <laughs> here's the thing. My guess is that it's because these people are fucking jealous of the success of these other people because mm-hmm. they think that, well, I'm just as talented or just as funny, mm-hmm. and why am I not, you know, why am I not experiencing the same type of fame and fortune that these guys are? Yeah. That's what I think it comes right down to. I didn't realize that um, Dan Harmon was the voice of Bird Person. Huh. huh. Anyways, what it comes down to is... When when we're doing this compelled from this point on, um, we are going to read the stories, and then we're going to discuss them. You know, it's it's no longer going to be oh this is bullshit overreact overreact type of thing. Yeah, you know that's we need to sit down and talk about all the things that's going on and possibly why this is happening, and is there a solution? That's it's that simple. Um, there is a clarification about the James Gunn thing, however, about any of these, really. But the clarification for the James Gunn thing is this. Um, we defend James Gunn mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. There's a caveat to that. 
if he turns out to be a Brian Singer type, yeah, we don't we don't condone that. Obviously, yep. There's never been a shred of evidence that James Gunn is any of that type of person. Yep, that's right. There's never been a shred of evidence that James Gunn has done anything in any abusive, whether it's sexual or mental or yeah. anything. In the past, I, I'm, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. It happens to everybody. Everybody experiences it. Everybody deals with Hell, deals it. In the past, I, I I have I have done I've said something crude, and later on I realized why the fuck did I say that? And I felt well, you know, I felt a little bit of guilt for saying like that was really that was a little too crude or you know insensitive or whatever. Have you ever touched a kid? Nope. That's not one. Then that's because that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. It, it's just because I've made a crude joke doesn't mean that I'm I am that joke. So. With um, with the James Gunn thing, mm-hmm. if it does come out that he's he's a predator, yeah, then it's a different story. Or or Dan does Harmon. all that stuff. Or Dan Harmon, same thing. If the, we find out that he does sneak in and rape babies, then obviously our defenses are shit. Yeah, but we do these with a caveat. We know that these two people aren't anywhere close to being pedophiles <laughs> or kid touchers or whatever you want to fucking say. Yeah. Especially when the whole cast stands up for for uh, James Gunn. Especially when you do a whole ton of research like we do. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is we when we do the research. Now, aside from that, with the tweets and everything, it is what it is. If you're going to fucking convict a man for writing something, then Stephen King and Clive Barker and uh, uh, Paul, um, well, I can't remember his name. This guy that wrote Bale. Um, and uh, Dean Koontz. And uh, Clive Barker, Peter Strauss, and I already said Clive Barker, oh, did you? Right. and um, Seth MacFarlane, and uh, Todd MacFarlane, no relation, and uh, Eric Larson, and anybody that works for Image, anybody that works for Marvel, any author that's written anything, even J.K. Rowling, anybody are all guilty, are all the same level of guilt as James Gunn. So think about that, put that in perspective. If you're going to dredge up all this shit about people, about celebrities or whatever, what they wrote, mm-hmm. then maybe you should dredge up everything that everybody has ever written in the history of time and then and and then be, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? All right. Good conversation. <laughs> I think I know what word you're going for, but I was waiting for to I see. I can't you. remember the word. And then be judgmental? No. Well, no. no not judgmental. Surprised, but not surprised. Yeah, offended. Yeah, Shocked. thank you. Offended. <laughs> Can't even think of that word. Well, yeah, because the word's thrown around all the time now, right? So it's yeah. We, I think I've kind of pushed the word to the side because offended doesn't mean anything anymore. It's been used so much, you know. Yeah, stop being offended by. <laughs> stop being offended by shit that you shouldn't be offended by. I'm offended that some people put mayonnaise on their fries. Be offended by real things. Be offended by people like Mike Cernovich, who brought up the James Gunn stuff. And nobody's gone after Mike Cernovich for raping a woman. Yeah. No one, yeah. Well, isn't that weird? Or talking about rape or writing an article that says, when in doubt, whip it out. Yeah. The, 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 he, he, right. he, there are people like him. Go after people like him. I'm going to make an example of people. Go after people that actually mean what they say. And he's one of them. There's hundreds of them. Yep. He's on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it, that's, the, that's the part that's kind of. I don't even want to say the word bittersweet, but it's just the whole attacking, you know, it's like the left's now getting what they've been giving to the right forever. So it's kind of like 
It's uh, it's well, it's deserved, but not not for the reason that they're doing it. Yeah, not for the people that they're doing it to. Yeah, I prefer they were doing it to someone that deserves it. But not shit James happens. Gunn. I mean, James Gunn's the one that brought up the Ben Shapiro tweets, and he got what was coming to him. So that's that's how that all happened. Mm-hmm. But that's that's besides the point. That's all beside that. If you're gonna go after people, go after people for real reasons, not fake reasons. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. So this for uh, for compelled. Uh, I'm you know you know who I am. All right. All right. So stay safe out there, and uh, as always, tell, tell the, the truth. truth. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs>